0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the top five at five with your host johnny quest today is fat tuesday february 16th here's what you missed while you were celebrating yachty Gras 2021 from your living room with three hurricanes and youtube all right who would have thought that in 2021 i'd still be doing a daily, almost news podcast, and in it, I'd be talking about the friggin' weather. But, yeah, it's a pretty big deal apparently. So far, at least 14 people have died in four states from the effects of this super cold snap that has hit the south. They're just not built for this. And the electric grid in these areas has been struggling to keep up, so people are turning to scary means in order to heat their homes. Stovetops and ovens. Listen, don't do this. You can die. There's also a report of a woman and a girl who did die from carbon monoxide poisoning after they left the car on in a garage to keep warm. So, don't do that. In addition, there was a tornado in North Carolina in the middle of this freezing storm that killed at least three and injured ten. Now, power has been out in areas of Texas for over 72 hours with millions of residents struggling to stay warm. Dallas, Houston, Oklahoma City all posted their lowest temperatures since at least 1989 Tuesday morning. Quote, a deep freeze enveloping large swaths of the U.S. has resulted in rolling blackouts for at least 5 million people from the upper Midwest to Houston. More than a million barrels a day of oil and 10 billion cubic feet of gas production have also gone offline, sending U.S. crude prices above $60 a barrel for the first time in more than a year and natural gas prices up 6%. While massive refineries owned by exxon mobil and marathon petroleum have halted production threatening to reduce supplies of gasoline and diesel across the country the energy crisis is not the only problem all air travel in and out of houston was shut as well the national guard was also mobilized to help get the elderly into warming shelters while the power disruption spilled over into neighboring mexico Okay, let's get an update on the latest with that Biden relief plan. Yeah, it looks like the House was able to pass the budget reform needed so that they could pass all the requested measures from the Biden team with a simple majority instead of the typical 67 votes in the Senate. So what exactly is in the latest proposal? All right, here's a quick rundown. They're bringing back the Stimmies. Yep. And they're giving out that 1400 missing from the last one. So it sums up to the 2000 originally promised. Now, this is per person. So a family of four can get up to $5,600 adult dependents qualify for this one. That means you college students. As for unemployment, the extra federal boost will go up to $400 until the end of August. It's scheduled right now to run out in March. An additional investment into WIC programs is also in there, extending the 15% in SNAP benefits as well, and about $19 billion for state and local governments to, quote, cover back rent, rent assistance, and utilities for at-risk, low-income households with unemployed members. It would also give about $10 billion to states and tribes to help provide mortgage payment assistance, end quote. Now, here's a huge one. They're looking to expand the child tax credit up to $3,600 for children under 6 and $3,000 from 6 to 18. Now, the current child tax credit is up to $2,000 per kid under 17. And families receive this as a single payment. This new adjustment would allow them to get it as a monthly payment instead to help with bills, not to buy cars. Now, I think most importantly, there's about $130 billion in here for K-12 schools to reopen and about $40 billion for colleges and university. Now, one of the most interesting parts, though, is they're trying to sneak in the $15 minimum wage increase. But remember, it's also gonna be in stages. It wouldn't be the full $15 until 2025. Of course, there's some Democratic senators that have already said, They don't approve of that part, so I don't know. We'll see if any of all of this makes it into the final breakdown. All right, this was a bold move. In Maryland, late last week, they approved the country's first tax on the revenue from digital ads. Now, that means Facebook, Google, Amazon, basically, are going to be paying a tax on their revenue from the ads that they sell. They estimate this is going to generate about $250 million in tax revenue in the first year. The money is supposed to be going to schools, but hey, we know how that goes with the lottery. Diverge, merge, reassess, and that's just from one state. Imagine if this gets popular. Two hundred fifty mil? You know they're going to fight this in the courts. But here's the real reason for this existing quote. The largest tech companies have had miles stone financial performances as social distancing moved work, play, and commerce further online. But cities and states saw their tax revenues plummet as the need for their social services grew. End quote. Now, personally, I expect the big tech giants to just pass this tax along to the small businesses that buy most of the ads on these platforms. I mean, it's basically just a tariff and Google and Facebook aren't just going to sit around and lose money for their shareholders. So, I don't know, let's see if this works out in the long run in Maryland and let's see who else tries to follow suit my money is on New York State and King Cuomo All right, the Jaguar Land Rover Corporation, which is actually a British company but is owned by an Indian company, Tata Motors. Anyways, they announced today that they plan to be fully electric by 2025. Now, that's not that far away. I mean, it's only the Jaguars and there's not a lot of them, but still, 2025 is close. Now, Land Rover expects to have their first all electric SUV in 2024, the first of six. Now, Jaguars already had the iPace crossover SUV, but, nah, hasn't sold too well and isn't even built by Jaguar, it's made by a contractor. So is this following the trend to where the money is, or is it something else? I mean, it's probably driven by the fact that the UK has banned the sale of new internal combustion engine vehicles by 2030, as has Norway, France, even California, although not as aggressively. But in general, electric vehicles are looking to have a great year. Quote: Nearly three dozen EVs from 21 automotive brands are expected to go on sale this year. Compare that to to 17 from 12 brands last year. Notably, this is going to be the first year that all three major vehicle categories will be represented. There's going to be 11 electric sedans, 13 SUVs, and six pickup trucks in 2021. End quote. Now, I don't know that Ford Mustang. I don't really consider that an SUV. It's kind of short, but hey, I think that's in the category. Tesla dream is being fulfilled, forced the market to move to electric, and they're all finally embracing it. And lastly, we've spoken a ton about password managers on this show. I mean, I think they're super important, not only to relieve you of having to remember all of your account passwords and credit card numbers and stuff, but also to give you the ability to have auto-generated passwords and more robust two-factor authentication methods and be able to share passwords across devices. I've mentioned a bunch of the big players before, like 1Password and Dashlane and LastPass, but LastPass is usually the one that most people went for because it's had a great great free tier i think for as long as it's existed but no longer starting next month march 16th you'll have to make a choice if you're on the free version you want mobile access or desktop access no more syncing passwords across devices which kind of blows the idea of managing passwords easily and look i get it. it's not cheap to run a business obviously but I, you know this makes it harder to get people to start using these apps of course you know google and safari have their built-in password managers which is probably putting the squeeze on companies like LastPass. And you know, it's not like three bucks a month is a lot for the premium tier and it's more peace of mind after everything. But you know, that's the same price as 1Password, which I love. So I don't know. Now I guess it's just gonna be a choice between user interface and pretty colors. Either way, get a password manager, people. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And I do have some breaking news. Just reported, Rudy Giuliani has been fired as Trompito's personal lawyer. As they said on Twitter, at least he got out with his credibility intact. Just in time. Oh, Rudy. They used to call you America's mayor. What happened? Anyways. If you're on an iPhone and you have friends that are constantly sending you Instagram links, I'm happy to report that Instagram fixed whatever the heck they broke over the last like six to eight weeks where it wouldn't expand the image and you just get that link. That was annoying, but it's fixed, thankfully. If you're into the Bitcoin thing, I guess it's news that Bitcoin for a brief moment crossed $50,000 today. I'll probably be diving more into cryptocurrency stuff uh, later this week or next. It's getting kind of popular, just a little. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. Once again, thank you for listening to the show. And remember to subscribe to the pod. Tell your friends how they can get their daily TLDR of the news over at top5at5.com or on their favorite podcast app. Listen, we're going to talk again tomorrow. But as always, remember, you can stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in everything that you do. Catch up with Quest because I got you with the news.